welcome to Dungeons and Demogorgons, the officially unofficial podcast for Stranger Things on Netflix. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we just finished watching season three, episode six, titled E Pluribus Unum, uh, also known as From Many One, which I think after seeing this episode, it's pretty understandable why they called it that. Yes. Uh, the, the Mind Flayer's plan is coming into focus here. It's very gross. It It is, Yeah. I mean, there's uh, some just, just gross shit, like that thing flowing under doors through mm-hmm. a, uh, some kind of uh, uh, grate, leaving like a human femur behind. Mm-hmm. All like just the animation, because it's not just like it's not like a goo that flows together. They're like this recognizable chunks that yeah. are. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's, it's real bad, but it's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of this episode overall? I like it. It continues to pack a lot of plot and development into a relatively small amount of time. Um, there's a lot of really funny character moments. Like I thought, uh, maybe Dustin's uh, assertion that Erica is a nerd is going to be the thing that kind of reigns that character in or, or put some boundaries around it. Seems like it, yeah. Uh, which is good in my opinion. I love the development of. Uh, uh, the the they're they're captured Russian. Um, I I mean, there's just a lot. There's just a lot of stuff uh, to like, and then you know the stakes are kind of maximal. There's a lot of interesting stuff with like uh, Billy. I mean, things that we kind of already knew from seeing him interact with his father from last season, and mm. things we've heard Max say. But like to see what seems like a relatively sweet young boy be corrupted by his dad's, um, you know, toxic bullshit into the bully that he became and, and then see what his ultimate fate likely is going to be is pretty, I mean, cause we think everyone that dissolves in the goo is gone. I think so. Like, like maybe yeah. if you rescued these people and you could throw them in a sauna long enough to drive the mind flare out, maybe, but once they're, once they go to goo, cause that, uh-huh. that femur, this isn't, this is a real body. Like, yeah, it seems like it's dissolving the flesh, and then like the bones and yeah. maybe some of the organs and stuff are still. Yeah, and and that's the thing is like yeah. I, maybe there's some part of their mental that's men- mental energy still left inside. I guess that's a question: is like, could you induce the mind flare to put them back into the correct genetic order? Yeah. Um, but 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 absent that like maybe there's there i don't know maybe there's going to be something that they're like psychically out there but it, it seems like once <laughs> now, once you explode into a goo mass of tumors right. it's, it's gone i don't care how good the russian doctors are they're not putting you back together after that no and that was horrifying too when like it was giving its like you know in the world doomsday speech to 11 and like at all these citizens of hawkins just kind of like mm-hmm. it felt very sacrificial just kind of yeah, sort of walking into the flames kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. step forward and just, you know, e pluribus unanim. Yeah, so some of, the th- some of the things you mentioned I felt were a little belabored this episode. This is maybe, like, one of the weaker ones, though there's still a lot to like. Mm. Um, I felt like that nerd thing was pretty belabored at the beginning uh, where he lays out the case. And, you know, because they're, they're in a very urgent situation. The clock's And running, they take yeah. the time to have an argument about whether or not Erica is a nerd. It... It feels weird in what I think is the same episode where where they chastise Mike for worrying about something that is completely off mission here. Mm. And like, I don't know, I, I felt I was like looking at my watch while they were doing that. And mm. then the, the Hopper plan was a little belabored as well. With, the Hopper plan? Yeah, where he's got this plan to let the, the Soviet uh, scientists kind of... You didn't like that? You know, essentially like tantrum himself out 
uh-huh. uh, until he realizes that yeah, he, his the, best choice the, the, is to get him to stop to talk the, the bullshit. I, I thought that was pretty smart, and it I, is. It just all felt like it was a little too like it was belabored a little too much. Mm. Okay, um, but but everything else I I loved. But I mean, the thing is, is, like, if you're going to do that scene and you're going to have like the Russian in real time, like, unless he just literally has already figured it out. But I, I think that the way they're showing this is that he's a very smart guy, but he hasn't really thought. He thinks if I can just escape and get back to my people, it'll be fine. But he hasn't really done the math yet. Mm-hmm. And Hopper thinks, uh, you know. But I, I mean, that it's so weird because. It's like if if uh, Hopper throws in the keys and he's like, okay, jigs up, that would have felt weird. And if like the guy had actually driven off the property and like driven down the road 30 minutes and like, oh, fuck, where am I going to go and turned around, uh-huh. that would have been a weird thing to show. So it's like they're kind of in the like if, if you're going to commit to this plan, you got you, you, you got to show it. So I, I didn't have a yeah. problem with it because I thought it was okay. really funny. Yeah. I mean, there were definitely funny moments in there that I really loved. Uh Hey, before we get further in the episode, I want to do a little cross promotion because okay. um, you know Cecily and I are starting some coverage of a show coming out on Hulu, a season three of Harlots. Uh, we have marathoned it in the off season, and we kind of fell in love. So we're going to start uh, the the first episode of season three uh, premieres on Hulu Wednesday. Uh, we'll be talking about it on Bald Move Television this Friday, and we'll be doing that each subsequent week uh, from here on out. Awesome. So, yeah. Anyway, what were you saying? Uh, I, I want to talk about a scene that could really be done by anyone at any time uh, in, in cinema and yet only feels completely right in stranger things. It's the meeting between the mayor and let's not, let's make no bones, the Terminator inside the Gravitron. Right. Like as soon as they step in that Gravitron, I'm like, this is so stranger things. Mm -hmm. And yet you can go to a county fair today yeah. and check out a Gravitron. It's not anything that's like specific to 1985, and yet it's so specific to this show. And I love how they've kind of just they they've really defined what Stranger Things is. Right, and they take it to the next level where they're actually torturing. They, 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 the the uh, yeah. the Terminator actually tortures the mayor with the Graviton. I thought that was pretty cool too. Because uh-huh. I've always. I've always wondered how the guy in the middle there just doesn't yak all the... I guess they get the guy with the least problematic inner ear, because... Does the does the middle platform actually spin? Yeah. I thought it was kind of like a... But it's very... Since you're in the middle, it's, it's not nearly as intense, obviously. It's yeah. like you're not feeling pulled in any way, but you are being spun. Hmm. And I feel like that would just make you make you sick. And, and yeah. where they are, at, like at the guardrail portion of it, like, fuck, how the hell yeah, do you not the yak all over the place? But I don't know. <laughs> Terminator, maybe I buy he doesn't, but like I feel like Mayor Klein should have been like vomiting five gallons of Arizona iced tea every between every sentence that the guy's choking out of him. Uh, speaking of the Terminator guy, uh-huh. I really hope at some point that Jonathan gets to fight this guy. Oh yeah, I, I, I've I've not seen anyone who looks more like John Connor than this character, <laughs> Jonathan Byers. He does look like a good late teens, early 20s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I really want to see a, a showdown between him and the Terminator. We're getting geared up for the 6th Annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. 
Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints, except it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, <laughs> now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim. Order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar. Then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away. And I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. Hey, it's time for another season of Why is Mr. Feeney a Car? The premise is simple. A Gen Xer and a millennial watch old 80s action TV to see what still works and what doesn't. In previous seasons, we've done podcasts for Knight Rider, Airwolf, MacGyver, A-Team, and more. However, this year we're doing a very special season of Feeney. We're going back and reviewing the very special episodes of 80s and 90s sitcoms. Come cringe along with us as Hollywood tries to warn our families of the dangers of underage smoking, drug abuse, alcoholism, eating disorders, and much more. We start out with the episode of Boy Meets World where a high school kid gets sucked into a cult. Worlds collide as the Mr. Feeney finally makes an appearance on Why is Mr. Feeney a Car? Join me and my buddy Jay each week for episodes full of nostalgia and secondhand embarrassment. And don't worry, a very special isn't your speed. We've also got some all-time classic Knight Rider episodes to close the season with. Find Why is Mr. Feeney a Car each Wednesday on Bald Move Pulp starting April 3rd. We're about 10 weeks out from House of the Dragon Season 2, and it's time to prepare for war. Which in our case means, well, watching a lot of hot D and reading a lot of fire and blood. Each week between now and June 16th, Maester Anthony and his co-host Steve are hosting a watch of each episode of Hot D Season 1. And then me and Jim are going to host a discussion of the differences between the events on that episode and how they're recounted in George R. R. Martin's historical tome, Fire and Blood. That's right, I've resorted to reading dragon books. God help us all. We'll see if my fresh eyes add any new insights or predictions into Season 2. Arm yourselves with all the lore you can for the battles ahead. House of the Dragon returns June 16th, but we've got you covered until then. Check out all of our upcoming Hot D coverage on the Hot D feed or on Bald Move Pulp, available wherever you listen to podcasts. 
what else do we want to talk about? Oh, um, Steve's interrogation. I thought that was uh, and his like sacrifice mm-hmm. to save the kids and Dustin's. I won't forget you. I actually did was surprised that that paid off within the same episode. That Dustin yeah, decides yeah. to to come around and save every uh, them. Um, There's but, a lot of good stuff leading up to that with Steve winning a fight finally that was last um, episode I believe. but but then he still gets the shit beat out of him he this episode it's like yep, yep. he can't win as he can't it, win for winning as is tradition yeah. um but i thought that that uh, the receiver interrogation was the ultimate payoff to the joke of him being in chips ahoy like he even uh-huh. says it like look at me do you, do you actually think that this is like my spy uniform do you know what like right. what an intelligence officer would dress like it wouldn't say scoops ahoy and have his name on the badge and uh, when that doesn't work, um, and I, I thought it was pretty funny that the the character of Robin, who's played by the daughter of Uma Thurman, and, uh, and she gets Hall, a chance yeah. to spit at the guy. You know, oh, yeah, like, yeah. the bride's famously a spitter. Sure, in Kill Bill, uh, I thought that was a nice little character. Uh, I, surely that's intentional, right? I, I would think they're aware enough, yeah, to do that. Um, and then Steve at the end of that scene, yeah, when they inject him with the juice, the truth serum, or whatever the hell it is, and he lays out the case for what's going to happen to this Russian guy, right? And the look on his <laughs> there's a lot of good looks uh, where you know because he's just like, yeah, and the cavalry's going to come here, guns are blazing, and kick uh-huh. you commies back to Russia, and then the uh, cl- the horn goes off, and the look he gives, yeah. I thought great. also that the the other big exclamation point is Mike confessing. That he loves Eleven, you yeah. know, that he's like, hey, can we, this is something I've been wondering uh, through all the coverage that we've done uh, in the previous seasons. Like, can Elle, this bleeding out of her nose, that tells me that something's being damaged here. Mm-hmm. And the more and impressively she's, she's just like psychically tracking seven different people in the scene. And she's like constantly wiping blood. And you see there's like a mountain of bloody Kleenexes. And Mike's out there thinking, you guys are going to melt her fucking brain. And I want that to happen because I love her. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And, and how they bring up, you know, this is a betrayal uh, to spy on us. Like as much as it's, right. you know, me trying to control sure. Elle's powers, it's you trying to use them too, Max. So sure. like, uh, and then she realizes that they're that the Billy's setting a trap or the mind flare is setting a trap with Billy. But there's another way that she can, you know, rather than physic or metaphysically visit his location, she can do like the tunnel through his memories thing that she did yeah. with her real mom last season. Mm-hmm. And I thought uh, that was cool. But uh, it, and Mike was like, absolutely not. You can't do this. And uh, the whole um, you, you got to trust me. And then they kind of both looked at Max. Like it's it's funny how like Max and Lucas are kind of like uh, the prize fight judges, uh, mm-hmm. like you know is like Mike's always looking to Lucas is like you know is this the thing I should do and Eleven's yeah. looking to Max so she doesn't know what the hell a normal human a normal human relationship and and Max kind of like you know like like you're asking me like uh-huh. how the hell does anyone have an opinion about whether your psychic girlfriend can use her nuclear mental warhead powers I just yeah. I fucking love those 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 moments it's really great. Um, there's one better moment. Though. Yeah, there's an even better, maybe the best moment of the entire season so far. Hit hit me. It's when <laughs> when the Russian scientist uh, is talking. It says, "Oh, how much he loves uh, <laughs> Hopper's courage." Yes, yes. And, and he says he's like a fat Rambo. Yeah, and he goes, "But but even thin Rambo couldn't <laughs> right. assault this fortress built by the finest Soviet minds and our great and defended oh, by our man. greatest warriors." Yeah, the, the that cracked me up. Fat Rambo, so fucking cool. <laughs> if I were, if I were a David Harbor, 
uh, mm. I'd get uh, I'd get, I'd pay a tattoo artist to put that on my shoulder, my, my bicep, and get like someone to make like a fat version of Sly Stallone. Yeah, pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, and then I, they have a breakfast club moment too. Um, down in the uh, in with Steve and Robin. Yeah. Um, they're tied. They're doing the, the Indiana Jones three tied back to back oh, trying to yeah. hop. There yeah. are so many references in this scene. Like, I just kept expecting Steve to say, "Oh, my old man and my scholarship," and like talking to Ali Cheedy in the fucking Breakfast Club. Sure. Like, we all got a tough lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's I, I don't know the callbacks. Yeah, you're right. And Indiana Jones is in there. I kind of thought when because they they went all the way like no, you know you're left, no you're other left. Like they were. Going, uh-huh. I thought it's like are they going to catch us on fire? Like how how far? Because yeah. you know. You never know because they've got literal, like, you know, poor man's version of the Terminator walking around. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe they will commit to this joke or reference yeah. equally as well. But but they didn't. Um, but I thought, oh, yeah, like the whole, you know, Steve DeHare Harrington and how, you know, he was an ass. But she's still, you know, he's still Steve. You know, he's still Steve. And him realizing that uh, popularity is bullshit and mm-hmm. That stuff was all good uh, character development, and it seems like you are right that they are the 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 wheels of destiny are grinding and and putting putting these two in the sorting hat and pairing them off. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. I, this is how these things go. I've uh, seen too many of these movies. The other thing I liked, it like the, you know the, the emphasis that, that the so we know for sure that this is the Russians copying the Americans because they knew about Hawkins. Now, like we now, mm-hmm. now that we've interrogated the uh, the Russian guy. Um, that they knew about Hawkins because they knew this place was where the portal had already been previously open and their rift in interdimensional space hadn't healed yet. So they had the right technology, but I wondered, I don't remember the lore from season one well enough um, to re mm. was there something special about Hawkins, like laying on a ley line or, or something that like, Not it's that I remember weak. Cause they didn't mention that. Just mentioned that like it was the dimension had been pierced and it was still healing. So it was weaker. Yeah. I think it hadn't, Hadn't L opened the gateway uh, somehow? Oh, with her mind yeah, powers, she, and she then she went into the void, and, and like, then the lab project was trying to like stabilize and widen it so they yeah, could actually yeah. use it for other purposes. Okay, right. that makes sense. Because I was thinking like maybe the Russians just had a slightly cruder version, or their you know whatever sp- whatever spying they did didn't didn't have all the details, so like their machine wasn't powerful enough to open up. But you're right, they were missing an eleven. Yeah, and you've seen this in you know fifteen other things along the way where it's like yeah. oh well the fabric of between the dimensions here is weak and sure. this is the only place it can be pierced by that key. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we've I, seen it. I did like when they, you know, the, uh, the, the, they had, um, I forget what they call a Smirnoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking about the fat Rambo and underground fortress and how impossible it is to break in. They smash cut to the, the, uh, the Dustin and yeah. Erica, you know, breaking into the green goo room. And that's, that's good. That's yeah. good. Uh, Oh, what about Jim uh, uh, Hopper calling the hotline with his oh, uh, antique chariot? I, like this is this is something that they established late last season. Uh-huh. You know, this doctor gave him, "Hey, if you ever need the," and he releases this message, and then Joyce starts up with her with her bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I love the Joyce part of that. Did you? Like, okay. I, I like the Hopper part, but I love the Joyce. Okay, because yeah. I thought that's like this is so Joyce. Yeah, but it's like it feels like. I'm I'm thinking from the government stooge standpoint, like, you know, he had he knows what to do with the hopper. Okay, you got antique chariot. Okay, you got this guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna relay the message. You get a call thirty seconds later from his partner, Wheelbarrow. Mm-hmm. Now it suddenly feels like you're being punked. Like 
I don't. I, I imagine there's a good amount of yeah. urgency when this hotline is called and the right codes are invoked. Oh yeah. Like I don't think there's like oh well, I'll get around to it after my pot of coffee, lady. But then. It's like this seems like it in, injects like, oh, maybe someone's punking him and they need to vet. I feel like that maybe it's going to be an explanation for why the cavalry doesn't come. Because it's Joyce going to be sort ri- of accidentally called them off. Yeah, because in her like, yo, you didn't you didn't put enough. Uh, you know, I got I got to I got to I got to put the Joyce touch on. I got to make sure these guys know there's children involved and all that, that she's actually it's going to it's going to blow up in her face. But I don't know. I mean, if if this. I don't know, uh, public library attendant, as he's masquerading as, uh, ends up actually delivering the message. There's a good chance we'll see Paul Reiser again. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is who he's calling, right? Like, absolutely. You remember the end of season two, like, this... This is the number that gets him to Paul. Yeah. So he he helped him out with uh, Elle's adoption paperwork and his, mm-hmm. her false identification stuff, and also said, "Here's a here's a get uh, all the government involved card if you need it." <laughs> yeah, so maybe we'll see him. Um, and then there's a lot of you know Billy stuff, which we kind of talked a little bit about. But you see, sort of the childhood trauma. I really thought his mom was going to go in after him when he was surfing with the riptide. I still don't know that that's not true. Uh, yeah, I wonder how they she haven't showed the, she, the moment. They broke up. They they get divorced, or did she die? That's my question. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if they established that last season because I'd even forgotten that Max isn't his, you know, isn't his her his full sister. Um, and, so, and how much does you know Billy blame himself versus blaming his his mother or his yeah. father? Like, there's. I'm curious to see. It, it was almost like a Kingpin Daredevil season three moment where he's kind of going through these movies or. Mm-hmm movies these memories uh sort of as movies mm-hmm. is a cool way to do it no i thought it was great just seeing the layers of trauma that this this way starts off and his dad just being relentlessly cruel and questioning his manhood which yeah. has him acting out and just paying that stuff forward mm-hmm. and then now he's got a, a sis, kid sister that the guy that uh you know the father's trying to push on him and uh it sucks and then when l tries to extract herself and it seems like everyone's gone you're like oh my god what happened and then it's it's you find out that the mind flare is trapped and i thought like oh god she's just going to be stuck here yeah she's still powerful enough to extract herself but um i mean that vision took place in the cabin mm-hmm. and billy says exactly we see you this thing's gonna but this thing's busting out of the steel shed and probably coming right for him yeah so they gotta move yeah. and 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 do they see them permanently? Like, is this something where he could see through Will? Where oh, he could see through yeah, Billy? Yeah. Like some that kind of, of thing? like psychic connection's been forged and he can't break it. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's enough to I think know where their physical location is. I don't know how fast. That's the other thing is I don't know how fast this thing can move. Yeah, um, it's interesting that it can't just like open up a tunnel and and I guess it can't. Like it it it's no it it cannot open up portals and move. It can just it can just take advantage of tunnels that are naturally open because of some kind of fuckery. Yeah, seems like it. But yeah, if you can manage to close that door and get How did he The other big question I have other than what the hell he's doing with the chemicals because I still don't have any, you know, like I don't So I think the chemicals are what allows them to become part of him. Or like, oh, Part you of think the that, that, like, that they're actually the, the, like drinking corrosive substances, dissolving their insides? I think so. Christ, that's gross. Because they talk about the building, you know? Why yeah. would they drink the chemicals? Oh, maybe they're changing. Maybe they're building something. And then this episode they talk about, oh, so he's this been is, building. So you think the Mind Flayer's body itself is the what they're building? Yes. Okay. And, and they're building it to defeat L. 
mm. which is the only thing in this dimension that can keep them at bay. Maybe they're, they're just drinking all this inert chemicals to cultivate mass. Yeah. It's the... Uh, gooey, gooey mass. Yeah, it's the it's the Mac solution from uh, Always mm-hmm. Sunny. What else do There's we There's another need? almost Always Sunny moment where Dustin screams, I won't forget you. I thought he was going to scream, I'll come back for you. <laughs> uh Anything else we need to talk about for this episode? I don't think so. All right. uh, That concludes our mini marathon for today. We'll be back tomorrow for the penultimate and finale episode of Stranger Things 3. Mm -hmm. And we are taking feedback because next week we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the series as a whole, the season as a whole, how it fits into the series, what we think about, uh, uh, what what we're looking forward to in season Stranger Things 4. If you'd like to send in that feedback, it's easy to do. StrangerThings at BaldMove.com or there's some forum threads prepared for your feedback at our forums, forums.baldmove.com. Thanks for watching and listening with us, uh, along with us, and we'll be back tomorrow with the final two episodes. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.